so welcome to Hannibal's Horny Abachi Season 3, Episode 3. We are a weekly dinner party that watches and discusses an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, my name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watched Secondo, which first aired June 18th, 2015. This episode, Hannibal, goes a little crazy. Bedelia really needs that bottle of wine, and Will is every okay Cupid date I've ever had when he spends the whole episode in the woods. <laughs> so, speaking of... So, what? That's true. I have a lot, of, a lot of bad okay Cupid dates. Like, never use it. Pay for, or pay for a date. Seriously, it's a lot better. Like, online dating is not for me. Uh, but before we get started this week, I wanted to say shout out to Lorimer Scherner, who became my Twitter friend on Twitter. And oh, was, yeah. She's had a lot of really, really nice... Lorimer was uh, our subject for the last episode, and I uh, I tweeted him and let him know what we had talked about, and he sent us a lot of kind words about it. Mm. And there might be an interview with Lorimer in the future, because I really wanted to approach him on the topic of the show, since the first season was about Will experiencing post-traumatic stress basically from all the cases he was seeing mm. and I really would love to get Lorimer's thoughts on how that could be not just eliminated but how like how could police be helped in this case because it is a very traumatic stuff I know reading about uh cops who have to look for child porn is always a really difficult thing mm. but, like they have such a high turnover rate well, obviously because like I can't even imagine having to look at that stuff so mm. it's just like ooh. But yeah, like, shout out to Lorimer. Yay, fan of the podcast. I can yeah. say that now. <laughs> but we start in Lecter's Italian house. And Bedelia sure does drink a lot. <laughs> and, like, um, one of my favorite lines is said. <laughs> can I quote it? Can I quote it? Yes, can I quote it? Okay. So it's like, betrayal and forgiveness are best seen as something akin to falling in love. And you cannot control with respects to whom you fall in love. Shut up, Hannibal. <laughs> he says he's in love with Will. That's what that means. Just so everybody knows. It's just the implication so is there. <laughs> just dancing in my feet. But I, uh, one of my big things this episode is I really love the clothing choices for people. And I really mm. love that they were wearing both black in the scene. It's one of the first times their clothing has been coordinated like that. Like, they very rarely wear um, the same color as we've seen in their episodes so yeah like it's pretty cool to me i'm like yeah they're wearing black <laughs> and i kind of feel like bedelia is like really swimming like survival waters yeah. here yeah. <laughs> she's, she's also at the, it's, she's also weirdly like i don't know like like, like she's trying to uh provoke him but at the same time not yeah so it's, it's kind of weird. weird yeah like i really wanted to ask you guys about that because bedelia is really I don't know, playing the Joker card type thing. Like, she's really, really, really scary. Like, I don't know what she, what her end goal is. Like, I, I actually put in here, I wanted to ask y'all, was, it, if Bedelia knew everyone was going to be looking for them, was Bedelia making it easier for them with her store appearances and the on-camera appearances and, and the train in case Will was dead? Hmm. I kind of feel like she was putting her, leaving her own breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. but... At this point, Hannibal's making it even ten times easier, so. Yeah. <laughs> Il Monstro's yeah, back, yeah. I think that's what it is, so. Well, and do you think that, um, she does say that, um, he is making it easier t- for them to find them, but do you think that he ever really would have stopped anyway? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like Hannibal kind of just kept 
keeps going unless someone like stops him or like someone gets close to stopping him. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's sort of like a, a gradual thing that builds up. Yeah. Well, I wrote a note here that says, uh, "Watch out when Hannibal gets bored. Oh, yes. <laughs> he'll destroy things just to make." things happen yeah that's like so. that's a total um example of a pet like a pedophile uh, like a, <laughs> a, a, a nurse not a narcissist but a associate a sociopath yeah they just do it because it's fun yeah like it's something they're, different. they're curious what will happen and how other people will react so they just kind of do it for kicks yeah uh but will goes to lector mansion which is giving me some serious wuthering heights vibes mm. also i must say i really adore will's lady laura croft-esque outfit like with the with, with the, the high collar the, the high and... collar and the messenger bag totally inappropriate for the weather but it was pretty cool <laughs> no was way. Like... he's wearing a fall coat <laughs> i was just like hello dark will <laughs> oh i love this version of the like i know right like he's like in the forest, is like stalking like a lady. And he's <laughs> like, no, he's yeah. stalking a lady. He, he totally was stalking a lady. But I like all like the fireflies around him too. Like, oh I'm, yeah. Like this episode gave me like a like a game vibe, like yeah. a Silent Hill vibe. Yeah, I, I really dig it. Well, because like yeah, it was pretty. Um, it reminded me of the game Bioshock. I really mm. love that. Like where like uh, bugs play a big thing in Bioshock, even though it's taking place under the sea. But it's still pretty cool. Like I love the use of lightning bugs. Mm. I also love that uh, the first clue that someone is living in Lecter Castle is that the grave of Misha Lecter is well kept in their fresh flowers that couldn't possibly grow there because there was lilies, right? Mm. So it was pretty cool to me. I really love that. I'm like someone's there. <laughs> I was going to comment on that too, but I just wanted to jump back for a minute for the feel of the whole scene. I was like, I like the Will walking on the pool of blood. It was very uh, Stanley Kubrick-esque and just big fat metaphor. Blood was shed here. In case you weren't sure. (laughs) Now walk towards Electro Castle. When I saw that, I thought it was more of him following the trail that Hannibal kind of left behind because he leaves a blood trail. Ah, That's cool. I like that. Oh, you're so so clever. (laughs) But speaking of shots, um, the shot of Hannibal and Will sitting down like in an office Mm. setting on the lecter grounds, one of my favorite shots of the whole show. Like I love that Silent Hill-ish mundane office stuff like in unnatural locations. Like... um, the Last of Us, uh, hmm. the PS4 game. I really oh, love yeah, yeah. when nature takes over uh, man-made structures. Like, it's really fascinating to me. Even though it wasn't this in that case, it was yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Which no, is, I got it's, you. it's got that fun. same kind of decaying feel, and yet still wondering. Like, and again, I left a note here wondering, is Will talking to himself again? Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's Will. He's so crazy. <laughs> which makes me think, is he getting sick again? Or is it just the uh, is it a sickness from Hannibal? Or is it, yeah oh yeah maybe yeah, it's just the, the sickness from Hannibal. It's yeah, it's like a, a different kind of insanity. I think he's trying to like talk to the inner Hannibal in his mind, trying to find the actual Hannibal, mm. which makes yeah. me feel weird because like uh, he did that with Abigail too. So like mm. he doesn't know Hannibal either technically. I it's, guess it's his empathy personifying the, the feelings and all the thoughts, and they become an actual person he can talk to. But that's like my relationship with like Bono, the lead singer of U2. Like, I don't know him, but I have like a version of him in my head. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I think most people yeah. do, yeah. Like, once you think you know a person, they become this, yeah, there's a version of them in your brain. Mm-hmm. That's why they say never meet your heroes. Yeah, yeah. Except in it. that case, it was really, really, like, when I met U2, that was the best moment of my life, and they were exactly like, a, okay, confession time. Uh, they were exactly like they were in fanfiction. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
like uh, inter- like they weren't like it wasn't an NC seventeen fic, but it was like it was like right. their persona- pers- personalities were similar, and I was like, oh my god, that's really cool. <laughs> so, but anyway, another that's confession. Mm-hmm. I thought that shot of black before they cut to the original office uh, was an editing editing room mistake. I'm like, oh man, like what is that? Like when it first happened, like because I totally forgot that happens. So I was like, oh, like that's jarring. Did someone forget to take the take the the gap out of that footage? Oh wait, it was intentional. My bad. <laughs> so. Speaking of which, I like how uh, they were playing with um, lenses and glass in there. Like it's supposed to be figmented memories, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they even say that in their dialogue, and they show it to you. And I remember thinking to myself, wow. This is both very creative, but also kind of lazy. Yeah. The dialogue's telling us why everything looks the way it does. Yeah, I hate <laughs> that when that happens. It's like, it just seems like they had a lot of money for the last season. So they're like, let's do whatever we want. <laughs> so, but I, like, given that kind of freedom, I would do the same thing with lenses. So. Oh, and I looked up, because uh, at the bottom it flashes uh, where Will is, where the mm. Lecter Castle is in Lithuania. So I looked it up how to actually pronounce it, because I read it, and I was like... My first Lithuania. Yeah, my, my first my first stab at trying to say it was uh, Oxti- Oxtija, and I was like, that can't be right. So looked it up, and it's uh, Oxtetius. Oxte- is it Oc- like a Danish? Oxtetius, Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania. Is it like Danish or? Yeah, it's part Danish. Yeah. Ah, seeing that Mads Mikkelsen is Danish as well, I think he's Danish. He's Danish or Norwegian. I can't remember. He's Danish. Danish, yeah. yeah. Like the like the good um, baked good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was born and bred in Denmark. <laughs> he was born and bred. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, bred. Uh, that's a pun. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask. So in the books, I think it's in the book. Yeah. Uh, the Elector home was turned into an orphanage, but it seems in the TV show it stayed. It just in abandoned. Private, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just a, it stayed in private hands. I think so, mostly because um, in the book it become it gets taken over by the by the man, uh, for lack of a better word, because it's like the it's pre World War Two, so like the Russians take it over. Mm. I can't remember because I hate that book and uh, the movie sucks. Agreed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hence why I was confused because I was confusing season three with uh, Hannibal Rising because I thought Chio was. Hannibal's aunt for like back in season one we I thought she was Hannibal's aunt yes I know yes yeah, so I was wrong. like what I, I didn't confused. know about that yeah I was confused remind Sonia she's wrong <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just kidding it's out of there this is both letters yeah, yeah. It's it's like, like, she's wrong she's wrong <laughs> but um so I don't um, I hate when Hannibal puts his hands on meat to season it or give it like a meat rub. It's too sensual for me and my loins don't behave properly. I'm like, this is gross. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just like, because the way he does it freaks me out. Because I'm like, man, is it supposed to look like that? Like, do the guys at the keg, which is a local restaurant, by the way, do the guys at the keg do that to their meat too? Or they're like, mm-hmm. well, they do actually. <laughs> I remember my uncle was saying like uh, one time he was, uh, he, he was, uh, preparing a Christmas dinner and he was doing that with the turkey and the recipe <laughs> called for him to rub salt into it and he says this is oddly sensual and disturbing <laughs> he's like I'm like okay uncle he's like you can stay in the kitchen or you can leave and I was like for be alone yeah I was like what so I left <laughs> I'm like you be alone with that turkey just make note that we have to eat it later 
It's like, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wash your hands. Trying to get romantic with your But speaking of clothes, like this is my favorite episode just for clothes. Well, I, I noticed that too. Usually yeah. I don't really norm, no, uh, notice the clothes at all, but like, yeah, the oh, clothes, clothes are cool. on point. Well, episode. well, I really love Hannibal's pinstripe suit. That was yes. my favorite <laughs> yeah. suit. That's when I first noticed. I was like, wow, that's a cool suit because it's not something he'd usually wear. Yeah, it's a very but, uh, nightmare, uh, nightmare uh, Christmas kind yeah, of suit. Yeah, it's a Beetlejuice suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that suit also appears in the promo fo photos for this season, so I guess the show really liked it too. So, mm. yeah, I remember I saw it in the promo in images and I was like, that's not really a Hannibal suit. Now that I see it in action, I'm like, okay, it's a Hannibal suit. It's like. <laughs> But so was it okay? I looked up what the last meal on the Titanic for the first class passengers was. Thanks what? to the, yeah, because <laughs> so, he mentions it, but they had mm. dessert from the oh, okay. first class passengers. <laughs> so thanks to the History Channel's website for, for providing me with this info. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to get my reading voice on. First-class passengers were treated to an extraordinary dining experience at every meal, feasting on such delicacies as pâté foie gras, peaches and chateau jelly, I can't pronounce that, <laughs> and Waldorf pudding. Their dinners consisted of up to 13 courses, each with a different accompanying wine, and could last four to five hours. Because the first and second-class dining saloon shared a gallery, it's likely that the second-class guests were offered some of the same dishes as first-class, but minus the extensive, extensive wine pairings and fanfare. Okay, so the feast began with raw oysters and assorted hors d'oeuvres, followed by a choice of consomme olga, a veal stock soup flavored with sturgeon marrow, or a cream of barley soup. Next up was lightly poached Atlantic salmon topped with a rich molzane sauce. For the fourth and fifth courses, passengers choose from such rich and intricate protein diets or dishes as filet mignon lily saute of chicken lioness lamb with mint sauce roast duckling with applesauce and sirloin of beef with chateau potatoes side <sighs> dishes included yeah. <laughs> side dishes included cream carrots boiled rice and green peas as well as a permenter and boiled new potatoes okay Mid through a, this epic meal, a palate cleanser is known as Punch Romaine was served, made with rind, wine, rum, and champagne. This sumptuous array then resumed with roast squab with cress, cold asparagus vinaigrette, and pâté foie gras. Dessert choices included peaches and chartreuse jelly, chocolate and vanilla eclairs, Waldorf pudding, and French ice cream. Next, an assortment of fruits, nuts, and cheeses was presented, followed by coffee, port, cigars, and cordials. Man, everybody must have been fat on that thing. It <laughs> sounds so good, though. It does sound really good. You're making me hungry. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, right? Let's go get, for, get some food after this. Actually, JJ bought us some. Yeah, I brought snacks. Oh, yeah. Right. Snacks. I totally forgot about that. Okay. But the scene, I really love um, the ice pick in the head was so damn sudden. Ooh, I and I almost fell off the bed when it happened because I totally <laughs> forgot. Um, and it's these unexpected moments of malice from Hannibal that scare me the most. Because, like, when he's acting like an asshole, like, we know that. And mm. But when he just does something like that, like, when he killed poor baby Angel Beverly last season, the scariest bit of that scene was when he suddenly moves to shut off the lights and runs off. Mm -hmm. That freaked me out more than anything. Like, I was just terrified. I was like, ooh. I do like that. It's where he's just like, that may have been impulsive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hannibal. It's like, it's, like, it's like his way of saying sorry, but not. But more like, sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Man, you're going to have to clean that yeah, up. I was like, I did not expect that to happen at all. I was just thinking, too, like how this guy is probably safe because, you know, they're eating Hannibal's hard work. And so he probably won't die at the dinner, but then... Yeah. Like, stabbed in the head. <laughs> well, he was being, you know, p 
politely rude. But yeah. he knew this when he invited him over. Yeah, because he was throwing shade at him before, so it's like, ugh. I guess he thought, I can hold it in, and then, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> it's like, ah. But Hannibal stabbed him in a part of the brain where he could have survived. He wouldn't have had any of the same behaviors as before, but he would be alive, and that's good, I guess. <laughs> Is, it, Sonia? Is it, Is <laughs> it? Because there's this guy named Phineas Gage who got um, uh, a ra- uh, railroad pole shoved through his head, mm. through, the, uh, through the front part of his head, and he survived it. But it changed his behavior radically, whereas before he used to be this really nice guy, he turned into such an asshole afterward that people didn't want to hang out with him. But yeah, like, um, because all the parts of your brain that keep you alive are in the back of your head, mm. any damage to the front of your head can be can be lived with, it, but it won't be pleasant most of the time. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was like, ugh. But, um... I always just think of that story my auntie, my, my auntie told me in the hospital, where that guy just walked in, he's got a giant knife sticking out of his head, mm-hmm. and it's just, can I have a room? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> it's like, then if anything gets you through, oh, anything gets you through a merge right away, is a knife sticking through your head, so just so y'all know. <laughs> And I also suspect Hannibal stabbed the guy and sort of taunted Bedelia into taking the pick out so he could have something else on her. Because he t- like when she took it out, she's like, technically you killed him. I didn't do anything. And I'm like, what a dick! I don't think he intended for her to take it out. I think he's just being a smartass when she did. <laughs> oh, yeah, just like, ew. Well, I think also, like, as much as I like to think Hannibal thinks ten steps ahead most of the time. He's still a human being. Yeah, ish. <laughs> but no, I just think like he thought, well, he'll probably sit there for like, for however long, muttering, stuttering because his, now he's officially brain damaged, and it'll be up to Bedelia whether she wants to keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. So he was probably like, eh. So Bedelia will do something. About Bedelia, it. Bedelia will do something. She I don't know what. She looks so done when she pulled it out. You know, she would like look at him across the table and he's like, ugh. Well, I love how surprised she was when he did it. That was my favorite scene in yeah. the whole scene because she's like, <gasps> and she's just like. She didn't even drop her wine. <laughs> She's got her priorities out. But my favorite bit of this episode, Jack is alive. Yeah. Praise the Lord. At least I hope so. <laughs> I can never tell this show. Yeah, because he technically met uh, Pazzi, and like mm. we don't know if Pazzi really exists. Patsy? I can't pronounce his name. It's Patsy. Uh, Patsy? Yeah, he is... Um, uh, like I, you can, still can't tell yet, <laughs> so we haven't. He hasn't interacted with the real person yet, so we don't know. But I love oh. Jack. Jack is my favorite character, even though he's dumb and he's probably he still looks thinking. so handsome because <laughs> he has like that uh, pepper beard. Salt and pepper, thing, yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper beard. Ah, uh, but yeah, like I wish my name was El Monstro. Like I want everyone to start calling me that from now. <laughs> but uh, Passy reminds me of a more obsessed Will. Like, cause, like, how long has he been searching for Lil Monstro? Like, twenty years. Like, I don't know. He feels more like a Jack Crawford to me, an Italian Jack Crawford. Yeah, me too. He just reminded me of Will, just because, like, um, a lot of like, this is something I really want to ask Lorimer. Like, do you forget about the people you want to catch? Like, I, I don't know if in his case, like, I don't want to put words in his mouth. However, I think if you if you know something is up, you never forget about that thing, and mm. so you're always looking for. It's always in the back burner of your mind. Of your memory palace, I guess. I think so. I think, too, like, yeah, I don't think you ever really forget. You, mm-hmm. you really can't half the time. I, I really think, yeah, it's just a thing in the back of your mind. Like, I think most uh, law enforcement are trained to observe most, uh, like, deviant behavior, mm-hmm. so-called. And 
that's what they're always looking out for, even though they, they may not want to. Yeah. They may be just going out their day, go and get the newspaper, go get a coffee. Or they see the creepy guy behind yeah, the counter. Yeah, but they'll naturally just be observant and be like, there's a person over there. They're acting shifty. I'm just going to make that mental observation. So and I think it's, it's constant. Kind of like what women constantly do. Yeah, women have <laughs> yeah. to naturally do that all the time. I was thinking about that a lot, about how women have to... Con- like, I was thinking about um, how uh, there's one person I don't really like hanging out with in, uh, in my life right now. And I was worried, and I was asking a friend, like, is it make me a bitch that I don't want to hang out with this person? And I'm like, what the hell? When my homie Sage doesn't want to hang out with person with this with somebody, like, he doesn't have to justify it, but somehow I have to. It just bothers me. I'm like, what am I, a girl? Well, I guess I am, but <laughs> so, but just like uh, it's like, it's just like something that society kind of raised you to. Yeah. Damn society. Darn you, society. F society. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we're back in the woods with Will. Um, and hey, so, hey. Will is such a shitty survivalist. <laughs> I know. I like, near the beginning, I was saying to, I had to stop the, because like, I was watching, and I stopped it, took off my headphones, and talked to my husband. Why does Will run towards the gunfire? <laughs> Any normal human being would run away from gunfire. I go, it's probably because he was a former police officer. And he's probably looking for something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. And like, what do you do when you hear gunfire? You Go just, towards it. You investigate. Well, he, but he didn't even have a he didn't even have a tent. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, I know. It's like, what you doing out there, boy? <laughs> that fabulous coat won't keep you warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light bugs in the scene are super cool, as we mentioned before. They make Will look like some sort of evil Disney prince. He looks like <laughs> like a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> evil Disney prince. Well, because I, I really love how dark fairy tale this is you know what i mean like because we're learning about we're learning about hannibal's background Mm -hmm. and it seems like it's like a fairy tale in terms of like what we're trying to um he's trying to portray hannibal as you know what i mean like it's it's Mm. pretty cool to me because i like uh this idea of hannibal being sort of a monster in a grim's fairy tale so i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) uh but i wanted to say can i just say for the last three episodes i've had no idea what's been going on (laughs) when did this show become twin peaks for me so in the words of homer simpson brilliant i have absolutely no idea what's going on (laughs) but so i'll leave it to you guys (laughs) yeah is Hannibal, is it well trying to catch Hannibal? Is he trying to find him so that they be, can become lovers? I don't know. I know, like, right? I don't yeah, think I have no you idea. Know what, the only thing I could think of is like Will won't know until he actually meets him, sees yeah. him, talks to him. He won't know until, like, it's how it's been said that um, it'll come up later. I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> in so many words later in an episode, they'll ask him, "What were you thinking when you called Hannibal to tell him that you know they know like they're coming? They're for coming. You, they yeah. know." What were you thinking? He says, I don't know. It wasn't until I heard his voice that I knew what I was going to say. Gay! So, uh, yeah, in so many words, that's, that's the sum up of it. And I, and I think that same thing is true. Um, he won't know what he really wants to do until he sees him. So This is getting uh, a yeah. lot more homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> I've been noticing a lot in this season. Yeah! Like, like you know, like the first season... It's definitely, you know, like, like it's just their story. And, and I can see, like, JJ's side of, like, why she likes them, but it doesn't really show a lot. <laughs> but it's getting gayer and gayer the more, <laughs> more episodes go by and by the seasons. Yep. <laughs> and I can't, like, not, not see it anymore. 
It's like, man, they're almost making out. Like, why, they okay. use the word love, okay? <laughs> I know, right? But is it a love between a man and his dog, or a love between a man and his like prostitute? I don't know. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> well, I think that's the fun thing. Like, I like to think of the romantic notion. It's a love that transcends gender, gender, body, convention, and all that. And that's what makes it more dangerous. Yeah, because they don't they don't need the so called normal things in a relationship to be happy. Yeah, if they chose to actually like if Will decided to actually go run off with Hannibal proper, <laughs> he would literally have to strip away all the normal conventions to. Which I don't want him to. Like I think that's what my biggest. I think nobody really wants him yeah, to. Yeah, like because I I don't want Han like because uh, like Hanagram is something I can stand in other forms. Like because it's not. It's not so unhealthy in terms of, like, I've mentioned this before, and it's something I mentioned on Twitter a bunch of times to, like, uh, that uh, Kayla B. Rotten, or what's her name, uh, the artist? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's so cool all over. I love her. Yeah, there's been some sort of, like, drama on the Hannibal fandom. I haven't been watching, but, like, I'm just, like, listening, and people are like, Hannah Graham is, like, is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my True. point. <laughs> yeah, they, they just have a lot. There's a, there's a split between the fandom from what I read. That totally support the Hanagram and all its all of its disturbing bits. They mm-hmm. think it's, you know, in their mind it's kind of that, you know, it's all make believe in our heads. No one's actually getting hurt. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, not killing people. Yeah, they're life. just stories. They're just art. It's just whatever. No one's getting hurt. Whereas other people are like, the other half of the fandom's like, no, like that's not healthy. You guys shouldn't turn these characters into blah blah blah. You know, it's like that's not healthy. And you shouldn't do it just because. Yeah. I think it's, uh, <laughs> so. I, I think Hanagram too. Um, I, I think a lot of the draw to Hanagram is probably because of uh, the danger of their relationship. Mm. I think that's a lot of what draws a lot of people. But what I really like about their relationship is when they have no forgiveness for it. Like when they have no, they have no qualms about what they're into. Mm. Like I think that's when. But, but the people who try to present Hanagram as like a one true pairing in terms no, of like, no. yeah, in terms of like how they're meant to be together. I'm like no, like even like I think like my big hope for Will is that he gets away and like because like. I mentioned this later. He becomes like an independent man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I mentioned later, um, Hannibal fucks up everybody's life that he touches. And so I want him to get away from, like, even Misha, he fucked up her life. Even, like, Chiu, Mm. he fucked up her life. Uh, Bedelia fucked up her life. (laughs) It's true. He fucks up Clary Starling's life in the book. Like, he is not a, he's not a good person to be around. And I really want Will to be the one who gets away. Because he deserves it. Like, it's, it's like, to get that close to Hannibal and getting away would be the the best story arc for me. Like, even though in the books, technically, after he deals with Hannibal, he goes off and he becomes an alcoholic. Mm. And so I'm like, no. It's still not satisfying an ending, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, damn it, go be happy. Like, at least <laughs> in the movie Red Dragon, he got to go off and be with his family and, like, be with his family and sail boats forever. Like, that's what he did. And I'm like, that's that's the ending I'll accept. Where he he doesn't even tell his wife that in, in the movie Red Dragon, he doesn't even tell his wife that like he got the last letter from Le- from Lecter and just throws it off, all, all, into the sea. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you should be doing. But he still read it though. Yeah, he still. Read I think it. that says something. The fact that he took it on that boat. Like I know it's just for cinematic reasons. We're supposed to see him on a freaking boat and whatever. But it's like people forget the fact in he that scene he took the letter with him on the boat, which means at some point during this trip he was gonna read it. Mm-hmm. And then he allowed himself that last thought for Hannibal, read the letter, then he tossed it yeah. into the water. But really, 
still brought it on the boat. <laughs> is my point. <laughs> um, but in other news of me almost falling off my bed in fear, uh, Chio lighting the match scared the crap out of me because my TV was so loud. So all of a sudden it's dark and then the match lights and you're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, terrify oh, me. Speaking of her, I love her appearance. Oh, she's And I so think cool. I may have fallen in love a little bit. <laughs> she's cool. She's well, beautiful. The, so she's the actress so is actually uh, a model, like a, oh. a Japanese model. Uh, she, I was looking up her picture. She modeled for uh, Alexander McQueen. Um, she's a face for uh, Ralph Lauren. Um, I, uh, she also played uh, the the girl samurai in Wolver- the Wolverine, like the one oh. set in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never watched that movie. It looked kind of. It's weird. an awful movie, but yeah. <laughs> but she's in it. But she's pretty cool in it. Yeah. But uh, I really love that um, Will is not afraid at all that Sh- Shio will shoot first and ask questions later. I'm like oh, that would be the first thing I would think of. Like if someone has a gun, I'm running the other way. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> And she seems like she's a really good shot because she hit that bird while it was moving. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? Yeah, she, was, she pointed the gun and then she, like, shot it. Like, she turned and shot it. Like, oh. she has moves. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, wow. I think she knew Will was there, but she didn't know what it was Will. She just knew that there was someone around. So. Yeah, it's like, quit fucking around, colonizer. Yeah. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we, we all watch Black yeah. Panther. <laughs> so. uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so, um, I think as much as she could probably defend herself, I still think when the thing later in the episode when she has to kill the guy, that's her first kill. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as much as she, yeah, knew Will was there and probably could kill him, there's she still that, to, she yeah. didn't want to, there's still that hesitance, there's still that innocence well, still lingering it there. It seems like the, the people that Hannibal gets to kill often do it in self-defense and he makes them think that it's not self-defense. Even though in Bedelia's case, she obviously, like, went too far and shoved her fist yeah. down the guy's neck. But, like, it's still technically he attacked her first. It's just, like, those cases, like, those horrible law cases where people can get to, like, jail because they didn't stop. They just, they didn't go that far. Like, I mentioned that last podcast about how mm. you can't, um, you can't go too far. You only do enough damage to get away. Mm. I was going to say with Chio, I like how she says that Will, it, Will was Nakama too. Hannibal. And I was like, <laughs> in the show, she actually says it means close friends. She was translating, but uh, thanks to the fandom and Tumblr, uh, apparently extensive research was done on this. And apparently, Nakama is more properly translated as to more like, you know, uh, you're like family instead of close friends. Mm-hmm. That's how close you are is akin to being family. Hmm. So. That was that's the more better proper translation of. Nakama. I thought you were gonna say something like really dirty. I was like, no, please don't no, say no, anything no, dirty. Been, like soulmate or something. I think that's the direction you're going. With. Yeah, I think that's what people want to steer it as, as like soulmate. But no, that it's the the translation is that's how close they were. It was like family. Yeah. So. Mm. Take that pentagram. Okay. <laughs> but I love when Will tells Chio, um, "I am a friend of Family's Hannibal. Island. I am a friend of Hannibal." Oh, shut up! Like Will. <laughs> Well, that's not fair, too. Like, I, I'm going to be devil's advocate some more. Um, when you get married to someone, they become your family. So that's still, you can argue it that way. <laughs> if you want to get technical. You know. uh, we're going to get technical this whole season. <laughs> anyway, because I yeah. actually posted on Twitter, like, uh, how um, hard these last three episodes have been for me. Because I'm like, uh, uh, the handygram pouring uh, my wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not the only one. My husband was like, 
He's like, oh, I can't stay at the beginning of season three. He's like, I can't wait till you get to the other part. And I'm like, what? I, I like it. I like JJ's husband, yeah. And I he can't... was like, no, I, he's like, I swear to God that Brian Fuller and whoever were just whacking off to the side to the art with to it. You know, like, oh, yeah, art. <laughs> and I said, wide, floors, ah, so artistic. And I'm like, would you stop doing that? Because he was across the table from me, and he was making that motion. It looked really like, real from where I was sitting. <laughs> I was like, could you not do that, please? <laughs> I was still in the middle of watching the show so <laughs> could you not oh my god but um i mentioned already like hannibal does fuck up everyone he encounters like mm-hmm. it's really terrible like he can't leave anything without destroying it like he touches um he's like the kaiju in uh, pacific rim like if he bleeds on anything he kills everything it touches like it's really creepy to me like he like that's i see him as that character he's playing in um death stranding like the one with the bleeding eyes like that's how i portray- see hannibal mm-hmm. as in my mind like that's who hannibal is to me can't wait for that game that game is gonna be so fun i can't wait oh god we're gonna gonna have to get together (laughs) it's gonna be be the weirdest game in the history of time (laughs) yeah it's gonna be like really head trippy but i don't care oh yeah (laughs) so one of the big questions that uh that uh, aj brought up is whether chio can kill it's one of the big reasons Hannibal leaves her there. Like, is she going to kill this guy who killed Misha? And so I'm reading this lovely book called The Science of Evil by Simon Baron Cohen, which stresses that it is not evil, but a lack of empathy that makes people do horrible things. So on this week's mm. Under the Table True Crime segment... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I will be testing to see if Celeste and JJ lack empathy. So the test I will be using is called the Empathy Quotient, Quotient, or EQ test, and is a series of 40 statements. For the sake of time, I'll only ask you 10. You answer each statement with either a strongly agree, slightly agree, agree, slightly disagree, or strongly disagree. Hmm. Please answer truthfully. So here we go. So should we get out a pen and paper? Oh, no, I'll mark your answers. Oh, okay. Hey, let's take like... forever with these questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, question one. People sometimes tell me that I've gone too far with teasing. Uh, Strongly disagree. Slightly agree. Okay, hold on. I'll put your answers here. So <laughs> you, slightly that's not disagree. fair. That depends you, on you who it is. on it earlier. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good point. JJ actually said that she likes to, uh, that we're so close now she can tease me. Yeah, so fine. Celeste is slightly disagree and JJ is slightly agree. Correct. Okay, so 31. Other people often say that I am insensitive, though I don't always see why. Disagree. Okay. Slightly or strongly? Slightly. Slightly disagree. Disagree. Disagree strongly or disagree? Strongly. Strong D. Strong D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 32. If I see a stranger in a group, I think that it is up to them to make an effort to join in. Slightly disagree. Slightly disagree. Strongly agree. Strongly. <laughs> I'm by myself a lot. Okay, hold this on. This is becoming interesting. Okay. Uh, hold on, I gotta do this right. One, two, three, thirty-four. I can tune into how some... Oh, wait, I, wait, are we on 33? Wait, one, two, three. Okay, 33, sorry. I usually stay emotionally detached when watching a film. Strongly disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Strong disagree for both. Okay. 34. I can tune in to, I can tune into how someone else feels rapidly and, and tune, intuitively. 
Wait, what is that? I can tune into how someone else feels rapidly. Like, I can t you can tell how someone feels right away. Is there, like, a middle ground? Fl slightly agree. Yeah. Okay, slightly agree. <laughs> slightly agree. Because sometimes I can, but sometimes I'm very oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> how would you do, Jay? Uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's just, it kind of, it's kind of hard to answer because it depends who I'm with. Cause if Say I'm a stranger then. A stranger. Yeah. Then probably slightly disagree. Okay. If I already know who I'm with, then it's like, I'm more, I'm more openly attuned to how they'll want to feel because I care. But if I don't know you, then I don't it's really. It's like, no, no way, yeah. <laughs> and context, obviously. So. All right. I can easily work out what another person might want to talk about. Slightly disagree. Yeah, slightly disagree. Okay. Slightly. Am I oblivious to this? <laughs> Man, I feel it. like I, uh, when I was in university and I was doing these tests. <laughs> um, I can tell if someone is masking their true emotion. Slightly disagree. A stranger. Mm. Well, in that case, strongly disagree. Strong D. I don't consciously work out the rules of social situations. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the neurotic me comes out. Strongly disagree. I'm always working them out. <laughs> Strongly disagree. Okay. It's like, shit, am I supposed to be doing this right now or am I supposed to be doing that right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> it just means like in terms of like how do you, when you're in situations, do you work out how everybody's going to like react to things? Like oh. if I say this, yeah. Oh, well, well then, then strongly agree. <laughs> strongly agree. And strongly oh. disagree for you? Yeah. If I'm understanding that question correctly, then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am good at predicting what someone will do. I slightly disagree. Slightly D. How <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, do? Slightly agree. Okay, slightly agree. I tend to get emotionally involved with a friend's problems. Slightly, slightly agree. Slightly disagree. Okay. It's says friend. Are but... so different, and I really want to know <laughs> yeah. what it's gonna say. I can usually appreciate the other person's viewpoint, even if I don't agree with it. <laughs> Strongly <Yeah>. disagree. <laughs> Strong. Slightly disagree. Okay. Slightly disagree. Okay. That was the last question. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so talk amongst yourselves real quick, and I'll do up the okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Aim. <laughs> I kind of feel like, however, too. It also depends when you take these quizzes, because mm. if you had a bad day, then, oh, yeah. then you'll have a feeling of like, fuck everybody. <laughs> you've had a great day, you're spending with loved ones, then all you'll think about, you'll have those feelings still, you know, all radiating inside you. So on a good day, you'd probably be like, yeah, no, I totally get it. Oh, yeah, like this, and yeah. But yeah, other days, it's like, you know, fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't care what you're feeling. <laughs> so. I guess I feel more neutral today than... <laughs> Well, it's obviously, we know which way I'm feeling. So. <laughs> you are wearing black today. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm an undiagnosed, uh, uh, on a spectrum of bipolar disorder. I swear I gotta mm. be. Just because, yeah, I have real highs and real lows, but not so bad where I need medication. But, like, I also don't feel like, it's weird, I don't feel like wasting a psychiatrist's time to go find out that for sure, just to find out that I don't need medication, so... <laughs> it's like I'll just sit here and wonder. 
Well, I guess if it doesn't like bother you and affects your day to day life, mm. but you should probably go check. That I should out. probably check. <laughs> you should that. probably check that. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to get checked out. Hold on, two. Okay, two, four, six, eight. Do we appreciate? Okay, so JJ scored a four out of ten on the empathy scale. And I sl- failed. And Sliss, uh, so, okay, so for questions, one is uh, from 30 to 33. If you agree, if you disagree strongly or slightly, you get two points. So for the first uh, four questions, uh, Celeste got four of the of the agree, uh, disagrees, and JJ only got uh, one. So for questions 34 for, through 40, every you get two points for strongly agreeing. And JJ got one, <laughs> and Celeste got two, four, six. She got three. So, so technically, this like we'd have to do the full test to find out. But like uh, each score is out of two, so zero to uh, so there's technically there's eighty question, eighty points you could get possibly. So eighty is the maximum. Sixty four to eighty is very high. Fifty two to sixty three is above average. Thirty three to fifty two is the average range. Most women score about forty seven, and most men score about forty two. But I think that's like socially how we're raised. Hmm. And zero to thirty two is low. Most people with Asperger syndrome or high functioning autism will score about twenty. So mm-hmm. good test. <laughs> we still don't know anything. Yeah, that's how you learn from this. <laughs> that uh, JJ has lower empathy, but she senses that. So I'm aware of it. (laughs) That makes her uh, the higher functioning. So she's probably average. We're both average anyway. Because you like just sorry of my life. (laughs) We're all average. But yeah, it's pretty funny to me. So, but back to oh, oh, I just wanted to say that, like adding to that, that's so weird because, like I said, that's why I think I might have bipolar and or whatever, just uh, or just really moody depending on my day. Because I have to take a test that says I have high emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. which is like empathy-ish. You know, you're, you're good at sensing those things. And then I've taken tests before that say that I don't have any. <laughs> well, not that I don't have any, but yeah, that, like that, that I'm a uh, high-functioning, kind of on the lower-end spectrum. Yeah, like it's... So it's the, like... Because <laughs> lower ending is not, like, doesn't mean automatically you're going to kill people. But, yeah. like, some questions, like, friendships and relationships are just too difficult, so I tend not to bother with them. Like, obviously, you're going to be, like, strongly Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that all depends on my mood, obviously. There's yeah. going to be days where I feel like, yeah, I don't, my relationships, I don't need them. Whereas other days, I'm like, I need every single one. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, some of the questions are obvious. So, like, uh, seeing people cry doesn't really upset me. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right? If oh. anyone asked me if I liked their haircut, I would reply truthfully, even if I didn't like it. Stuff like that. It's like, oh, obviously. Like, yeah. Yes, to both of them. <laughs> Yeah, I just really like, like my, actually my mom had went to a hair salon yesterday, and they gave her like a nineteen forties sort of like floop sort of bob, and she's like, "Be honest with me, how does it look?" I was like, "Oh, it looks great, mom. It looks super cute." But it was like it was very old fashioned. <laughs> it's like, oh. it looks retro, it looks vintage. It's, like, it's pretty nice. You like, like it? I think like the empathy test goes for people who can't understand too the idea of doing that because I know some people like I know it's hard for a loser to or even like my good friends to be able to say like on, like when they they'll answer honestly and not understand why people get upset. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. that's like a something a lot of people have trouble with. Like because uh, like when you when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, you don't say honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Like if um if I had an ugly tattoo and my sister was like, oh yeah, it's nice. 
<laughs> she doesn't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> now I'm kind of wondering if this is a Native men thing, because I've noticed that with Luther and Sage, that they both answer bluntly and honestly, and so yeah. does Dan. Yeah. They both answer, like, really bluntly and honestly. Mm. It's like they well, don't have time to deal with. Yeah, and it probably depends on, like, if they're close to people. That's true, too. Yeah, because, like, Dan's close to you, Luther and Sage are close to me, and, like, uh, like they probably just say it because it's funny. Like, they know we don't mean it, they don't mean it, like, meanly. Yeah. 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 So, I think there's a, the idea of malice behind that. Mm. Like, a, a true malice. Like, if some guy on the street was like, yeah, you're, you look tubby. Like, sort of thing. Like, yeah. that's malice. Yeah. So, but, anyway, back to show. <laughs> uh, but, I, anyone else attracted to Will Graham's belly? I love that straw. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to see it, but what they said to me. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Give us more of that. I know, right? It's just like, raise it up and be like. <laughs> it was nice. Fans were raised. <laughs> I was just like standing up and clapping. I was like, this is the kind of stuff I'm here for. Mm. Thank you, gay men of that show. This just saved season three. (laughs) Speaking of which, I like uh, when later on, when they're they're chatting, Will and Chio, and they're having tea. I like the exchange they're having because it feels like a game of who knows Hannibal better. Yeah. It's like Chio knew Hannibal back in his youth and. But he was hotter. but But he was probably still the same person ish. Whereas Will knows Hannibal from at his super near past, moment, yeah. almost present time, and is like, is Hannibal the same person or is he somebody different? Mm. And then they're both trying to, they both talk to each other like, no, I know Hannibal better, or I know Hannibal better, and it's kind of like, eh. it's like you both kind of don't, but <laughs> you both know a facet of Hannibal. But I don't think well, anyone I think, actually um, knows him. A lot of people when they get a tr- get caught in Hannibal's orbit are the people that think that they can stop him. Like, they always think that they're ones that are going to take him down because they know him better. Like, Bedelia did that. Um, Shio seems like she did that because she doesn't believe the fact that he ate her. Like, there's still that hesitation around her. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, do they ever explain, like, Chio's relationship to Hannibal and his sister? Uh, like, she was his attendant, Oh, right? she was, uh, Chio was, han- was a handmaiden. Uh, a maid Ooh. to Lady Murasaki. Who was his aunt. Yeah. yeah. So she was a little bit younger than Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they were roughly the same age. Okay. So they're almost like, you, I don't know if you want to go so far as to call them childhood friends, but, you know, they were the same age in the same house. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's like the webby to the to the ki- to the McDuck kids, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so, yeah. yeah, she's the Webigail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, she's not related to them, and she's like, uh, the she's the family of the servants, basically. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, hmm. she, was a, she was in a servant role in that house, so... In a way, like, but she, I guess she seems to care them enough to actually stay and like watch over I think that she cares yeah. about Misha more than she cares about Hannibal. So probably. I guess they're yeah. like, kind of like best friends when they're young, probably more so with Misha. Anyway, like, any anybody listening yeah. to us, please tell me if yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they left it ambiguous, I think, because I really do think they probably meant to go into more detail in this season for it, but because of what happened, and they, they we're gonna j- jump story arcs soon, um, they didn't get a chance to, so you're just kind of left to wonder because yeah. yeah they kind of leave you up on the yeah. air of what the actual relationship like if she actually was. stays behind and like watch the dude and like give put like flowers at her grave she mm. must like her, the sister must mean a lot to her mm-hmm. to actually do that for like all these years that's true well in the way yeah. she talks about hannibal coming back is like he, he can't be there she says because yeah. there's too much horribleness for him here which makes it sound like he's like a vampire like he can't go into the church he can't go into like Sacred ground. Yeah. Like, like, Sounds about right, though. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever imagine, like, he would ever be, like, I don't think he'd ever go back. Like, he's the closest he's ever been to Lithuania in years. 
and he's not going there. I don't think he can go back because I don't know. It feels like, well, other than probably being his little birthplace, you know, it. I feel like it as much as a a non emotional guy that he is, um, it would be too much to go home and to see it rotting and decaying because mm-hmm. he knows no one really took well, care of it. Maybe Make him more human and he was afraid of that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. He might feel things that he can't deal with. Or rather, maybe he's afraid of going there and not feeling anything. Yeah, because, like, Misha has become a huge part of his life. Because then you'd really have to admit to yourself that, oh, shit, I think I am a monster. Because at this point, Hannibal doesn't really see any evil in anything that he does. It's just, like, cause and effect. Yeah, exactly. But if he goes home, you know... And and be forced to face, like, your past and Mm -hmm. all those old memories and all that. He might actually be forced to go, shit, I'm a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I could be totally wrong. Does someone draw that fan art of uh, him going to the house and going, I'm a bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Something to the like. But uh, I love, um, like, Hannibal describing the history around his food he cooks always annoys me. Like, I'm just like, damn it, just cook the food. Like, I hate him being so talky. But his Italian <laughs> home is so awesome. I love his house there. It's so much cooler than his one in um, in America. In Baltimore? Yeah, it's like a cave, like, but a nice cave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's so cool. Like, I don't know, Hannibal's houses are always something I really like because I actually really wanted to paint my room blue because of his house. Like, that dark blue. Like, I kind of oh. feel like... You know what, like, Baltimore was pretty close to the kind of house he really wanted, I think. But he, it was still kind of still showy for when people came Come over. over. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that Italian house is even more like, this is me. Yeah, we got this to impress people house. still, but it's a nice house. With the, still a twinge of, like, what he was pretending to be in in uh, in Florence there. But I still feel like that was, if that was, if Hannibal could have, like, a true home-ish, home. it would be... <laughs> His cave. Some, it would look something yeah. like that. That's his man cave. And Hannibal <laughs> is back to telling people he's eating people. Like, and being, yeah. It's like he's not even hiding it anymore. That must be, that's probably another nice reason to have Bedelia is he sort of has a companion who knows what he is. So yeah. He doesn't have to put on that extra coat of, you know, I'm Well, it killer. must be tiring. Well, that too. It's a lot of effort mm-hmm. to hide who you really are. Mm-hmm. So. Well, because I was talking to this about our homie Sage and um, about how... Oh, I will. All right, cool. Sorry, we're eating Japanese sweets here. Yes, I got some dango. (laughs) So what did you think of it? Um, So let's try it. I know, right? It's not the greatest treat, but I'm still eating it. It's like the texture is really weird. Yeah, it falls apart in my mouth. But the taste is very simple, and I kind of like it. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a cookie. It's weird, right? Mm -hmm. I know. It's like it almost tastes just like flour, but then you keep eating it, and it's like, oh, no, it's more chewy than that. It's It's nice. I still don't like it. I'm going to keep eating it. That's where I'm like one of those weird people where it's like, I don't like this, but I'm going to keep eating it anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to have another one. Well, because I was talking, like, going on with what I was saying, like, uh, Sage, uh, Sage recently presented his most recent movie that we're producing for him called My Boy. Mm. And we played it at a... Oh, yeah. At, yeah, it was very good. It was, yeah. I really liked it. We played it recently, and he and I were, uh, were in the car afterwards, and he was saying, like, okay, I have to go de- decompress somewhere. I have to, and how the hell do you do this all the time? And I'm like... Sage, I have to prepare to get in front of people in public. Like, it's just, it's so draining and mm-hmm. having to shake all those hands and tell people this. Like, I like meeting with kids because they give the same energy back that you give to them. But with adults, it's just like, oh, sucking, sucking, sucking. It's all like always yeah. sort of personalities. Yeah. yeah. Like, encounter. I, yeah, because I can't be as crazy as I want to be in front of uh, people who come to see our films. Like, speaking of, come and see my film March uh, 8th in Vancouver. 
Look me up. <laughs> but it's it's so draining to me. So the idea of Hannibal having to hide everything he is scares the crap out of me. It reminds me of um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character in um, in Cruel Intentions, mm. like where she's talking about how how horrible it is that she has to maintain this certain personality so that people don't get horrified by the real her mm. and so how her like reputation just goes to hell at the end of the movie like uh, it was based on dangerously as long as i think yeah same thing happened to the late character in that i was anyway. like one of the first dvds my family owned was cruel intentions <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> I distinctly remember that. It was Cruel Intentions and another one. Oh, fuck. I can't Probably remember. Probably The Matrix. Everybody had The Matrix. I can't remember what the other movie one was, but it was more family-friendly. Oh, Stuart Little. Oh, that was the other one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we had Cruel Intentions <laughs> and Stuart Little were the first DVDs we ever owned. It goes from, like, zero to hundred. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> and my mom bought them, so you can blame my mom. <laughs> but back to Chio. I really, really love that eye light they're using on her. She looks like a vampire, like, where her eyes are just, like... Mm-hmm. She's almost like a gothy... Kind of Japanese, but yet not. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like those cool goth Japanese girls in Harajuku. Mm. Oh my god. I gotta go to Japan. <laughs> I know, I wanna go to Japan so bad. I really wanna go to that Resident Evil themed restaurant they have. Um, Whoa, be- yeah, they have, they have one? one. Yeah, they have a Resident Evil themed restaurant and it takes place in Raccoon City. So since Raccoon City was destroyed in 1997, all the music they played only exi- is the music that only existed in 1997. And they also serve, like, rations of rice and stuff. Like, it sounds dumb as hell, whatever you want to go. Heck no, that sounds amazing. I was like, I want to go there next, yeah. So, but, it, like, I really love the way that they, they are framing Chio in the scene. It's so beautiful. I just love it. But she's just, like, really, like, pretty to look at. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just like watching her on screen. Because she's so cool. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. And, like, she's, again, one of those cool char- cool lady characters we, we get on the show. Because she mm. has such a... She's had such a rich inner life. Well, since they got rid of Bev, we need a new <laughs> cool lady to be in the show. Shooting chickens out of the, the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the justification. Just like the similarity between Hannibal washing Bedelia's hair with him prepping the meat for the rubs. Like the way he did it was the same way that he would rub the meat. When he was washing her hair, and I was like, oh. I thought it was like central though. It was sensual, but in a very gross, I'm gonna eat you soon way. <laughs> it always makes me nervous when they're in the bathtub because it's such a butterfly like position she's in. I know, I, I wrote a note about that. That weird shampooing would be, you know what I loved? Again, because I, I usually watch this with headphones, I could hear the shampoo when he was rubbing it. Oh. That You know that frothy sound around your ears? And yeah. you can hear it's like, <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know why I have to make sound effects. Anyway, that's what I was hearing, and I was like, that's so intimate. You know, it's just like, it's probably another reason I don't like that at, when I get my hair done at hair salons. I really don't like the shampooing. It's just like, you're touching my head. Just get it done. It's like, <laughs> and they try and do the head massage thing, and it's like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I actually love the head massage. Okay. Well, yeah. some, some days I don't mind it, but other days I just don't like it. It's oddly intimate, but yeah, stranger. It's funny. But... Um, have you guys ever watched the show Broken Nine Nine? No, like I've a, heard of it. Yeah. There's a goofy character, like I, um, the main character is trying to like woo this other girl, and he and he kept, kept trying to be like, oh, I know, like the perfect date. You wash your hair. It's the most like romantic thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and he just keeps bringing it up, and that like reminds me of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> it's so central. Yeah, it's like. Mm. But anyway, back to Bedelia. Um, one interesting thing I couldn't tell 
if it was just the direction she was given, like, uh, the actress on, on the day, if that's what she was given on the day, or if, um, she's supposed to be tired, drunk, or high. I think she's drunk. Yeah, I was wondering, is she drunk? Drinking wine all the time. Because, yeah, just the way she was lying in there, and she was, her tired voice, like, more so. <laughs> Jillian she, Anderson. I guess there she is tired too it's just i know jillian anderson has a, a pattern of talking in this show but here she sounded like he drugged her food or something yeah it's like what happened to you hannibal what did your sister taste like it's like who the fuck says that to hannibal <laughs> knowing that you know hannibal you know like i think she was drunk like uh, yeah like, maybe because she doesn't care anymore like they're gonna get caught mm. she's probably gonna die and like, <laughs> well, like I was gonna add too. Like, remember how I, th- I said a few podcasts ago that um, when I saw that picture of um, Will and Hannibal, like Hannibal's, you know, cupping uh, uh, Will's the back of his head and looks very gay, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I want to check out this show. <laughs> and I remember that actually that made me like kind of go, oh yeah, that's just a cool show. I gotta check it out. But I didn't decide to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. I was on Tumblr and I saw the gift for this scene. That's what I remember. I, I, the, I didn't come hair? into the show until season three. I remember now. <laughs> I saw that gift where she, uh, he was massaging her hair, and it was a gift at the bottom asking that. Yeah. What did your sister taste like? And I was like, why would she say that to Hannibal? <laughs> I guess out of context, that sounded really bad. Well, exactly, <laughs> right? So I was like, I have to fucking watch this show. So <laughs> now I remember, after the scene came on, I was like, that's the moment where I was like, I need to watch this show. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, I kind of binge watched season, yeah, season uh, one and two. And started watching three, three yeah. caught up with three, and then, yeah. That's what happened. Became so. obsessed. Yes. <laughs> and here we are today. I think I started, yeah, I started in season one. But I I, I did the same thing where I saw, like, uh, GIFs of it. And I was like, hey, this looks pretty cool. Like, I think I saw the GIF for um, the the Wendigo. The, like, I mm. saw the, uh, I saw it. I think I saw, like, Hannibal as the Wendigo. And I was like, that looks cool. Like, I want to watch this. So I watched it solely for that. Like, I remember it took me forever to get into. But I ended up getting really, really heavily invested in Will. I think that's why I'm so, like, anti-Hanagram. Is because Will was my fr- was the reason for keeping me around so much. Because mm. I just love him as a character. Mm. Even though I hate him this season. <laughs> get it together! But back to that, to the scene. I like the line that Hannibal says. Where she asks him, yeah, like, what happened to you, Hannibal? And he answers, nothing happened to me. I happened. And I just love that feeling where where compared to the films, they tried to think of a reason why Hannibal became monster, Hannibal. Yeah. Like there's a you can track it to a trauma. And it's like that's not always the case unfortunately with a lot of evil people if you want to call them evil. Mm-hmm. They're born that way. There would you could do everything right in pregnancy, and unfortunately, you can give birth to a psychopath, you know? Yeah, because, like... Rosemary's uh, baby, you know? Well, like, remember, JJ, <laughs> when we went to see my friend Dahmer, they kept, they kept trying to, like, yeah. sympathize him and, like, oh, yeah, his par- his mom was kind of crazy, and his dad wasn't really active, and, like, I'm like, a lot of people have crappy parents, though, Dahmer. Like, get it together. Don't go chase down the freaking doctor guy. <laughs> yeah, I like, know, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. They, they tried so hard to hint that he was half, like, kind of... He was probably born a little weird, but had he had a better life growing up, he probably would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not true. It's like if you look at uh, Bundy, who actually had an okay, other than finding out that his, his sister grandpa was, was yeah, his, and, his. And all this was. But 
you don't find out a lot of that stuff until after he became crazy. Like, yeah. Until he was crazy, and then you dig up all his history. And for all you know, his history was played up a little. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the basic facts, you know he had uh, people who took care of him. He had a stable you life. Know, he had a stable yeah. life. He had schooling. He had food, roof over his head. He wasn't abused every day horribly. You know, like everyone has a, a, a dose of of uh, crappiness in their childhood. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like with Dahmer, they tried to make it sound like, yeah. It was his a, mom. Yeah, he yeah. was a product of his environment. And I was like, no, because his dad already said it in his early childhood. He's, it's a one-off line. This was fine when you were a kid asking for this and that. And he goes, but not anymore. You're getting older now. And blah, blah, yeah, blah. you got to stop doing that. Yeah. But it's like it was hinted at. It was already early childhood. He was already fascinated with dead animals and possibly hurting animals and blah, 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 blah. Well, because it's like um, Picton, uh, like I know we keep mentioning Picton, even though I don't want to look up Robert Picton. Robert Picton did, have, did not have a horrible life growing up. Mm. He was just a weirdo who had the money to finance his horrible stuff. Like that's basically who he is. Um, the guy I was reading when I was doing an episode of Taken, um, the serial killer out of Saskatchewan, um, he had a good life. His mom was really, really, really fucking overwhelming and mm. like overprotective, but like he had a good life. And yeah, like the the fact that they want to find an excuse for why Hannibal is the way he is is just trying to find reason in the insanity of why would a person do this. And I'm like, I don't. He's just crazy. Like, yeah, he's just. Why you he's just to, crazy, yeah. Like why do you ask if a hurricane destroys things? It's what it does. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. It's just its nature. <laughs> I sound so clever when I say that, but it didn't come from me. But anyway, like, that's why I love that line so much, is even Hannibal's aware of it. He just yeah. says, I happened. He Although, can blame Misha, but it's not the reason he was like that before. Which is why I like, too, like, you could blame a trauma. You can tell a trauma happened in childhood. You can tell. And if anybody knows the Hannibal lore from the books and the movies, you know what happened. But he's saying it didn't matter. I could have had a great childhood, and I probably still would have came to being this guy. And he would have had money to cover it up. Yeah, it just would have been different. He would have just been eccentric rather than, you know, (laughs) full-out crazy. And then I like, yeah, how she just dips into the bath. Yeah. Just kind of disappears. Yeah, it's like okay, well that's a good cutaway, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was like, huh, all right, kind of silly. Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah. But like, I kind of thought they were just playing on a theme of um, because water and stuff in in the earlier. um, No. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> you you always do that. What the fuck was I going to say? All right, okay. So uh, they're following a theme where they they disappear into darkness, into abyss. Because earlier in the show, Will walks backwards into the darkness, Which and then is funny. it fades into the next scene. And they did that with her. She fades into the water, and it fades into the next scene. It's just a theme in the show. I was that's all I was trying to say. <laughs> I always like, try to finish my sentences. It's like just cut it out, like it just cut to the next scene. Damn it! Like it's just like, eh. and then that's boring. Uh, <laughs> that's what, one thing I do love about this show. It's just they really take their fucking time to be artistic about it. As much as it comes off really pretentious, yeah. But it's meant to. It's meant to be this really artsy, fartsy world and take about you murder, in there. Yeah, and like. It's like, if you want a cut and dry show, go watch something else. That's not what this is. And I think that's the point, And that's why mm. we love it. I think, like, the way I always show the show is that um, we're seeing it through the serial killer's eyes. That, that's what mm, I really like. Mm. The, the fact that, like, we don't see 
the body that's at the bottom of the river. We don't see a body on the side of the road or anything, or we don't see a body that's buried in a shallow grave. We see these beautiful murals to their to their psychosis. And I really like that idea that we're seeing it through a serial killer's eyes, like what it would look like to them. Like, though I wouldn't really want to do that, but like, yeah. it's still pretty cool to me, the idea of seeing it in another way. But I think that's, yeah, the way it's supposed to be. It's like, yeah, you're meant to just see it. Like, that's what the show is. It's called Hannibal. So you're yeah. meant to see it. It's not called Hannibal. Will Graham. Yeah. yeah, it's not called Will Graham. Uh. <laughs> it's like, if you want to watch the show. I never that connection. <laughs> if you want to watch the show through Will Graham, watch Mindhunter. That yeah. show is so clinical looking and so dry. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Mindhunter is a great show. I really want to get into it, yeah. But yeah, like, just the way it's so, like, you know. You know the early days of the, uh, from season one and looking at the FBI Quantico, how cut and dry and clinical the FBI looks that's Mindhunter the entire show <laughs> that's looking through the eyes of law enforcement trying to figure out killers and that's and the show reflects that whereas Hannibal we look through a serial killer who's crazy but artsy so it's pretty but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to thank this show for making slugs the most terrifying of all insects yeah. <laughs> I know they're so ooey going and like nailed and I think he's did he step on one or is that a chicken bone he it was a on? bone okay good I was like terrified. I thought he pressure. stepped on it because mm-hmm. it made that crunch yeah I'm like eh, that's gross. <laughs> I in Vancouver like snails are kind of like common there and like I, my friend stepped in one and it like, disturbed me like it gives me nightmares like i, I don't want to go there and step on the snails <laughs> the only snail i like is gary the spongebob square pen snail that's the only one <laughs> <laughs> i got a funny story about gary uh, i had this i had this plush gary for some reason i don't remember where i got it but i know i got a little plush gary but anyway um my cousin came over with her baby, and I'm like, here, here, little guy, you want to play with Gary? And she goes, oh, you still name your stuffed toys? I'm like, no! It's a character's name, you bitch. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I thought you still named your stuffies since you have so many. And I'm like, fuck you. I go, no, they get the name of whatever thing they look like. That's whale one and whale two and sharky, you know, like. Home and shark. Yeah, so like, yeah. But so we come to the end of the episode where Will has officially broken international law. (laughs) Yeah. And Hannibal plans to eat him. Yeah. Yeah. Eat him. Which again, I I don't get the psychosis of that where it's just like the only way to forgive Will Graham, I have to eat him. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) It's like, no, it doesn't. I just imagine all three of us sitting around this table while you said that. It's like, yeah, it does, but someone probably lean over. That does make sense. It's what like, does he actually mean? Well, because he said that he had to eat Misha to forgive her for whatever she did. Which like, sounds crazy. Yeah, it's you like know she was fucking three. crazy. That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, if, I swear to God, if you didn't think Hannibal was crazy before, no, just no. this one scene, him on the piano talking and blah, 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 that's fucking crazy wrapped up right there. <laughs> like, that's why I was so crescendo. confused at the end of the episode. I'm like... Are JJ and Celeste getting this? I'm not. Like, it's gonna... <laughs> no, this is probably the one time where, like, the rest of the show, I'm like, you know, I love Hannibal, love, 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 and up to this point is where I was like, oh, yeah, he's not. Oh, the baby's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's, he is slowly going crazy ever since he went to Europe. <laughs> yeah, so, I think yeah. Europe is having a negative effect Maybe on Maybe he's just becoming health. stir crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone. There was such a lull there for me. It's like, oh, okay, never mind. No, but it's like, it's one of my favorite things. Like, I think that's why I don't like the Europe episodes was because of just how 
it allows Hannibal to become so... In- like, I do love him as an insane person. I think now that you mentioned that, that's probably why I really like that scene where he was just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm nuts. Like, let's go have a party sort of thing. And, like, he doesn't care and he wants to get caught. Like, I think he... This is what they call the berserker stage of... Uh, what they called the berserker stage on last podcast on the left where, like, Ted Bundy had it where he went into... He broke into... He got into a sorority house and killed a bunch of girls in, like, five minutes. Mm. Like, oh, wow. like, it was really horrible. And, like, I think this is Hannibal's berserker stage where he's like, I don't care. I have, like, something has to happen. I either need to be killed by somebody I try to kill or I have to go to jail. Yeah, and then it becomes a challenge then to avoid jail or to escape because Ted Bundy escaped twice or three times. Uh, Twice. Twice. Yeah, because, like, him in the the sorority house was him escaping from a previous jail. Mm. That's what happens. Yeah, so. so I almost feel like, yeah, like, Hannibal, like, granted, we already know what's coming, but it still feels like Hannibal's, like, testing the fates, like, because if I do get caught, it'll, that'll be a new challenge for me to yeah, try and, yeah. uh, try and escape or whatever. But anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's like a new part of his life. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm moving on. Like, it's a new part of his vision. like, new board. things are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet excited. journal time and everything. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've come to the end of the episode. So mm. what was your favorite part of this episode and least favorite and why? Celeste. Ooh, probably like the whole, like the whole, actually I like the, the episode because it feels like a little spinoff. Like he's going off into this video Solving game sort of world. Yeah. He finds this beautiful girl. They became companions. <laughs> like I would watch that. I'd, I'd rather stop watching Hannibal and just like watch them be like, like, a, little, yeah, be like a little detective team. Like, Let's go find Hannibal. Let's go stop him. Yeah, they become like a Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> they get a dog. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if there's a fan fiction on that. Now I'm gonna go look. Definitely send me the link. Yeah, I'll go look for it. I'm gonna write that down right now. That sounds great. I'm gonna see if there's a will and she. I'll be great if that's if that was the one who thought of it. You hear hear first, folks. Patent pending. But what was your least favorite thing? Oh, I actually I kind of just like the episode. I don't really have anything I dislike about it. Maybe I felt kind of bad for like the dude in the cage. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was like, you like. Like, Will let him leave, but did he go back? Yes, that's what happened. Yeah, he uh, went back to go kill, kill Chio. Chio. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Will let him go to let him escape so mm-hmm. that Chio would be free of him. But what he didn't <laughs> expect is that years of being jailed by this crazy woman would make him crazy. <laughs> no, I think he expected it. Like, well, rather his hope was. He'd go away. But he didn't, like, he probably did think, like, oh, no, he might come back, but she'll be fine. If not, <laughs> then <laughs> oops. <laughs> you're like, did that, like, I forgot what the thing is called with like the wolf. You're, like, you know, like the guy's like, get, get out of here. And you know, those stones at him. Like, just go. Oh, that's from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Well, Game of Thrones. But no, they do isn't that from like a book? Uh, I think that's from like White Fang. Yeah, I think it's yeah. White Fang. Yeah. But they do the same thing in uh, in Game of Thrones. Um, Arya's wolf uh, bit Joffrey, mm-hmm. and Arya has to get rid of it, or they're gonna kill it. And they they kill they actually kill uh, her sister's dog her sister's direwolf in its place so if something can be killed because Arya's Arya chased it off but the freaking wolf comes back in season six yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched I thought that was cute like when I first watched Game of Thrones season I saw that all those kids got wolves yeah. yeah well that's what actually yeah. got me into the book my friend amanda who's like really awesome i hope she listens to the podcast she's like yeah you should read this book it's about these bunch of kids who get wolves that's not even accurate at all <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, a child 
tiny blip in this whole epic of <laughs> and then sad. Wolf, and then like a, like a, a seven like five of the seven wolves die. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? Like, no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I'm becoming a Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> no. God, yeah, I really time. don't like that show. <laughs> but JJ, what was your least favorite and least favorite parts of this episode, and why? You know, my favorite has just got to be Dark Will wandering around the woods, you know, being <laughs> stocky and electrical power. Like, no, he doesn't look Unabomber. <laughs> He's upper class Unabomber because <laughs> he looks good in that coat. And let's see, least favorite uh, is probably just that end part where, like, my whole fanable dreams are shattered with crazy Hannibal thing. He's gotta eat him. I gotta eat him. And it's like, oh, my poor baby. <laughs> Baby's crazy. <laughs> no, so I mean, crazy. you could take it sexually. Yeah, he, they'll you could. together. Yeah. Like, I think there probably is fan fiction where they turn that phrase <laughs> well, uh, Did you ever see that Brian Fuller thing where he asked, like, I think somebody asked him, like, do you have that Hannibal fan art where uh, Will wakes up from a dream and Hannibal's eating his penis? Oh, and Will enjoys it and wakes up from the night from that nightmare and realizes how fucked up he is. And I'm like, I saw this on on Brian Fuller's Tumblr. On Twitter yeah, no, I like, saw that too. I actually saw that fan art actually. Yeah. And I thought it was very interesting and just that um, it's different because yeah. I feel like that might almost like if you really wanted to add any sexuality to the between them. That's the way. It would that's go. the way it would be to be so twisted and construed. It's not at all this lovely fluff that yeah. a lot of fanables like to do. Well, because it'd be like Armin Muse. Like he he hired a guy to eat him. Yeah, yeah. It would be that. That's the case. I feel it. Be. And then they make fun of that coming. They'll mention that again later <laughs> in the show. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I feel like anything anything remotely sexual between them would be. A nothing conventional. And somebody will die. And well, that or rather. Each one couldn't fulfill the role the other one would like them to do in anything sexual. I feel like it just wouldn't work. So if that's what was what, what they were, but I don't think they are. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast we could talk about. But anyway, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay, my favorite was uh, I really loved the eye light for Chio in that scene with the tea. That was like the most beautiful shot in the whole thing. And I'm like mm-hmm. glad they actually got a model for that shot. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, what was my least favorite? Um, least favorite was freaking um, Hannibal's speech on his food before he served the two, the couple. That bothered me. I was just like, I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, That's the foreplay, Sonia. Don't you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> just put it in. <laughs> You were at a dinner party and the, like you had to wait that long to eat something. It's like I came here hungry, damn it, Hannibal. Put it down. Like I just want to eat your crappy food. Well, no, it would be crappy. It would probably be really. really oh, that's the thing though. If I was with Hannibal though, I I I'd wait all day. <laughs> I would love to see you like kind of like photoshopped. And you know how like Ellen like puts herself in movies. Yeah. I would love to see you in one of like Hannibal's dinners. <laughs> <laughs> Someone draw that. <laughs> Me just like, oh no, he's like, oh yeah, this is like my dish, this is this, and you're like, just give it to me. I want to eat. What the heck is this? Oh, but uh, any, so we come to the end of the show. Anything you guys want to promote? Where can we find you on social media? So, yes, you can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satumo S A T U M W A H. 
Uh, let's see, to promote, uh, I don't know, not really. Like, well, I'll be in Toronto in, uh, in two weeks for the Canadian Screen Awards to go mm-hmm. hang out. Fancy. And, yeah, and just mingle and be like, yay, Canada cinema. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can, if you're in town, you know, hit me up on Twitter or whatever. Maybe let's do lunch. Anyway. Uh, you, can, you can find me on uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, J J N E E P S, or you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Twitter as Honey underscore Child, on Instagram as Ceramic Nanu, and on Tumblr as Honey Dash Child. You can also find the podcast as Hannibal's Horny Hibachi on Tumblr, and you can email us at Hannibal's Horny Hibachi at gmail.com. And I will be in Vancouver on March 7th through the 11th for the Vancouver Women in Film. Oh, that's so funny because you'll, okay, you'll be in Vancouver and I'll be in Toronto yeah. on the exact same dates. <laughs> like oh, far ends wow. of Canada. Yeah, like the opposite side of Canada. <laughs> Uh, sunrise, sunset. <laughs> we'll be yeah. representing. <laughs> but please come and say hi if you're in town. Like I'm probably gonna just stalk uh, the Riverdale cast for my sister, so I'll be around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still like in the middle. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> but we will see you next week for season three, episode four, woo, woo, and the Ooh. return of certain people. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> we will see you later. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.